Hey, everybody, this is Christian Brindle, president and founder of Christian Brindle Insurance Services, an agency specializing in Medicare health plans, as well as the founder and admin of the Six Figure Medicare Agent Facebook community. And I am Glenn Shelton, founder and president of Lead Heroes, where we specialize in final expense and Medicare insurance leads. Every single Tuesday, guys, we have decided to come together and bring our forces together to talk about our two favorite subjects in the world, insurance and tacos. Henceforth, Taco Tuesday, let's taco about insurance. Every single Tuesday, we will live stream this show for the group Six Figure Medicare Agent at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Don't miss it. It can also be found everywhere that podcasts can be listened to, or you could watch the replay of the video up on our YouTube channel for the Six Figure Medicare Agent YouTube channel. Thanks so much for watching. Hope you enjoy, and let's get into this. I'm not allowed to hold the lives because every time I do, some disaster yeah. happens. So Glenn just is in charge. The, of it's it's the Utah internet. They're still d- deciding if they're going to give Utah free access or full access, should I say. All right. We are live, guys. Welcome to Taco Tuesday. We have a special guest with us today. As always, it is myself, Glenn Shelton, founder of Lead Heroes. We have six-figure Medicare agent, admin, and everything podcast host, medic, uh, everything Medicare podcast host, see if I can talk today, uh, Christian Brindle, and our special guest, Tony Merwin. Be careful with Tony Merwin. He might give you a high contract, but it's because he wants to take your commissions in a game of poker. <laughs> That's what I've been led to believe. But uh, Tony, welcome to Taco Tuesday. Tony also probably has the best tacos out of any of us. Christian mm-hmm. and I are very jealous. No worries. Thanks for inviting me on. You know, you know how I roll. So yeah, you've got I'm, like I'm, a, I'm a bit of a foodie. Going. Yeah. Yeah. I've, you know, I've been working on them. I'll give everybody a look-see oh, out of it. Goodness. We have some smoked I mean, brisket tacos with refried beans, a little Oaxacan cheese, lettuce, cilantro, and onions, and a little bit of my homemade salsa that I made uh, a couple of weeks ago. I uh, smoked some tomatoes over mesquite with the garlic and onions and jalapenos and then mixed all that up and made some homemade salsa. It's pretty, pretty stellar to say the least. Well, I think, I think, you know, I don't think anybody doubted that Tony would come correct. You know, Tony does it right (laughs) or he doesn't do it at all. Yeah. 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 If anything's worth doing, it's worth doing right. Right. Yeah, exactly. See what I do is I, you know, I hand my assistant my credit card and I say, go get everybody some tacos. I don't care what it is. Just get me something. If it's over taco dollars, it might bounce. So please go to Taco Bell. <laughs> Today I'm at. I went to Costa Vida. You guys, I needed a break from Taco Bell, so I was. I was. I knew Tony was going to bring his A game. I wanted something to try to compete. It, it doesn't even compete already. I'll tell you right now, but it is better than Taco Bell. I will say that. So right I came in last place. You did this time around. Um, one thing that I thought was interesting, I wanted to bring up right away was, you know, last week we had talked about this SEP, you know, Mm -hmm. it just gotten announced last Tuesday. And I remember we, you know, we're talking with Rebecca and I'm like, is this real? I'm like, I haven't seen anyone else mention it. And it looks like it got retracted already. So I'm curious, you know, if you guys, is this one of those things where like, it needs to come from CMS to the carrier misfire? Is this still coming or was this just totally misspoken by I don't know. I'm, I'm just curious to know what, what's the latest with this? I think it's a mixture. Um, mm-hmm. You know, that announcement came out from Scan Health, and we all kind of assumed that it was right on, just like we did, what, in March, I think it was, when Humana, WellCare, and Cigna, Rapid Fire, announced an SCP for COVID, and mm-hmm. then they all came back like the next day and retracted it. So I think yeah. it's carriers just getting ahead of CMS and jumping the gun on something they know. And it may very well just be the CMS doesn't want it advertised, but it's out there because one of, uh, one of the agents that frequents some of the Facebook groups, uh, Sean Young had spoken to Aetna directly. And according to him, they confirmed, yes, the SEP is still running. Hmm. Interesting. Like there's definitely some confusion going on, which, you know, nothing unlike Medicare for it to be confusing. 
I've right. always thought a good rule of thumb because one carrier that I, I have seen that doesn't really jump the gun is, is United, is UHC. Correct. So I've, I've kind of always looked at it like until I get it, until I get it, until I have an email from UHC confirming it, I probably am I not going to question take it, it seriously. Makes sense. Yep. I can appreciate that. You know, if there's anybody that probably has their I's dotted and T's crossed really well, it's UHC. Yeah, that does make sense. So it's probably something that is legit. It's just CMS isn't ready to announce it yet. Yeah. So part, it was a, another another false start, I guess you could say, by a carrier, mm-hmm. which is funny. I'm yeah. going to take, take a moment here and see if I can Whoa. compete with Tony. Ooh. So this is a small, I know, Whoa. this really isn't Taco Tuesday friendly. <laughs> this, is like <laughs> a full, this is a full meal right here for sure. This is a smothered sweet pork burrito. Damn. Go de gallo and some guac on the side there. So I can appreciate that. I like that. It looks legit. It yeah, looks- so hopefully, hopefully Christian and uh, Tony, you guys can really carry the conversation here while I'm, while I'm indulging myself. But um, yeah, that's, that's crazy. So Tony, what do you, one thing I'd be curious to know, I know you're very involved in the Medicare world, especially, you know, you're seeing all sides of it, Medicare advantage included. Uh, what do you make of, kind of some of these changes we've seen with Medicare Advantage. Is this something you think is going to stick around? Um, for example, people being, being able to sell telephonically from home. Um, you know, what, what do you kind of make of some of these changes that are going on? They're definitely not going anywhere. I think we're only going to continue to see those changes get easier and easier, I should say, or just or, or more permanent. But, you know, over the last five years, um, I've seen Medicare Advantage plans really loosen the reins for allowing agents to sell over the phone easier and easier, just making it simpler. And then now that COVID happened, it kind of created that shift in the marketplace where it was a it was a requirement. If we're going to do business and we're going to gain business and gain ground in the industry, we can't let our competitors be the only ones allowing agents to sell over the phone. We've all got to make it available, you know. And then yep. with some of the technology that's come out uh, in the last. I guess, two and a half years uh, from Connecture, Sunfire, right? Those two all-in-one platforms that are really competing for agents to utilize them right now. Um, it's That's the wave of the future. You know, yep. it's been happening in the MedSup world for about 10 years. Every year, get a little more business, more people starting to write it over the phone, right? It's a simplified issue product. There's not a lot of moving parts. You know, people were selling car insurance over the phone, way before they started selling Medicare products over the phone. I've never met my car insurance person face-to-face and I've been driving a car, well, for a really long time. We'll just say that. A couple Uh, of years. Yeah, a couple of years. And I've never, (laughs) I've always just bought car insurance over the phone and electronically. Tony's, Tony's uh, I, I refinanced my house was, over the phone. Tony's Sweet 16 was actually pretty recently, you guys. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you can tell. I don't yeah. know if you can tell. Like, my I Sweet think, 16 is an agent being licensed. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Yep. So, I mean, I, 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 we, we've talked about it on here before, but like the Medicare industry seems to always be the last one to the party, you know, in terms of catching up with innovations and technology and those kind of things. I think um, I, I, I couldn't agree more with, with what Tony said in terms of, I mean, it, it was a, I think it was a trend before COVID happened. It was moving in that direction before COVID happened. I think COVID just accelerated the process. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. And you know, and you have to understand one of the reasons why the Medicare industry took longer, it was the clientele. Right. We had to wait for the clientele to really catch up with us, too. Right. Right. 20 years ago, we couldn't have been selling over the phone and electronically. No way. Mm-hmm. You know, a 65 year old 20 years ago. Number we didn't have smartphones back then anyway, but I mean, they didn't have the technological savvy that a 65 year old does today. Right. Yeah. The 65 year olds we talk to now, especially if they're coming from the professional world. Right. They know how to use a computer. They know how to use email. They've got their smartphone covered. They're on Facebook, right? They're, they've probably already attended a Zoom meeting and stuff like that in their professional environment. So it's not that new to them. But 20 years ago, I mean, it was incredibly new. I mean, 16 years ago, when, like, and I've said this before, when I started, the most sophisticated piece of technology I had to work with was a fax machine. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is why it's hard to be, it's hard for them to let it go because it's right. It's still there right. near and dear to their so, heart. Some, something interesting to kind of keep it in perspective too. Like if we're talking about 20 years ago, so we're talking about the year 2000, the people that are turning 65 today were 45 20 years ago. So mm, they've gone through a lot of their adult lives witnessing a lot of the innovation of technology and social media. Like, whereas the people that were turning 65 20 years ago are 85 years old today, you know? So we, I mean, I don't, I mean, I'm sure you've had this experience, Tony, but like I have a lot easier time working with technology with someone aging in than someone's obviously that's 85. You're oh, 80, absolutely. 85. And I think it's that, 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 um, generation gap, if you yeah. will. No, you're hundred percent correct. Yeah. You know, and, and I could even use my, my own dad as an example. I mean, he comes from the engineering world. So obviously he was already thrust into that as part of his career when computers came out, but we were one of the first households that had a computer back in the eighties. So, you know, so yeah, he was at that time, he was probably 45 years old. Yeah. <laughs> No, actually, it was tiny. It was that little AT&T PC 6300 monitor was about that big. Oh, okay. You know, just nothing Mm. but black and green monochrome. But uh, yeah, so he was probably around 40 to 45 back then when that first computer came out. Now he's 75. So, you know, he's savvy, obviously. But Mm -hmm. And there's plenty of other guys just like him that are out there. Um, You know, but a lot of it does depend on their professional environment that they got acclimated well where did computers enter that environment for them right you know so it was a requirement for my dad you know working in the engineering space that computers just became a part as soon as computers were out like they were you know they would they were immediately thrust in his industry and now he's bringing one home for us tony where do you what do you you think aep is going to look like this year i think i've been telling a lot of people that i personally believe this is going to be the the weirdest aep we've ever had what do you think? I think that's a very easy statement to make because if you if it's an absolutely dead Coward. AEP and there's no Coward. business, you can be correct. <laughs> and if it's the craziest AEP ever in terms of chaotic business, you're still correct. Yeah, I can't right? be wrong. <laughs> can't be wrong by saying that. Yeah, but I know what you mean. You actually, I, I know you really mean it's going to be weird in the fact that I, I think, at least I know what you mean, that it's going to be chaotic with the amount of business that's coming. The amount of questions and answers that are being needed. Yeah. People are confused more than ever. There's going to be a wave of people that probably delayed their Medicare enrollments this year because they didn't know what the hell was going on with the economy and with mm. COVID. And then now they're like, well, AEP, if I don't get it done now, I'm never going to get it done. Um, so I, I definitely, I agree with you 100%. It's going to be the weirdest AEP ever. And I think it's just going to be at the amount of business that's out there and the amount of agents that are competing for it because right. the agent base is growing rapidly too. What, what There's about, so many new agents coming into this space. I've heard some people, some chatter about early retirees. Are you guys seeing a lot of that? You know, people who are choosing essentially to retire early for, just because of everything that's going on rather than stay at work, potentially an extra five years like they may have been planning on doing. Makes sense. I can't I mean, say that I've spoken with anybody that specifically right. said that, but I can absolutely see that. Yeah. So I wrote a policy for somebody that, you know, probably minutes before we did this chat, I was mentioning to you guys and Mm -hmm. she basically mentioned that exact same sentiment to me that she, you know, had a long career. She had tons of money saved up, um, you know, and she wasn't planning on retiring as early as she was. She's 55, but she decided to retire because um, her work was changing so dramatically, you know, and trying to do more things remotely, trying to have her work from home. She was struggling with that. So she just decided, screw it. You know, I'm going to walk away. Um, I I don't think I've seen, I don't think I've talked to a bunch of those, but I've definitely talked to some. Makes sense too. I mean, I can't say I blame them. No. You know, I mean, when you get used to doing something for 20 years, 30 years, and then all of a sudden, boom, you have to do it completely different, you know? We have to do all of this remotely now. Oh, wait, what you've learned and known these last 20 years doesn't work anymore. We got to do it a different way. I mean, yeah. Yeah. And if you realize you're in a position to retire anyway, I mean, yeah, I I get that completely. Another question I'd have is, you know, there's been a lot of talk about telemedicine and the increase in telemedicine being used. And again, I think telemedicine was one of those things where before the pandemic, 
it was like, well, what's a doctor really going to do for me if they're not sitting next to me or they can't see me? And now, you know, with everything going on, it seems like a lot more people, you know, I have seen some stats. I can't necessarily quote any off the top of my head, but have you guys, got, you know, heard a lot of chat about this or, you know, and maybe a, a senior that's talked to you about telemedicine or wanting to use telemedicine more? I haven't spoken to any that have been uh, proponents of using telemedicine, right? That I've specifically spoken with. Uh, And a matter of fact, I've only spoken to a few seniors that have referenced it at all. And they're generally people who haven't yet used it and have said, well, I can't imagine seeing the doctor over the internet. I want him to (laughs) be able to touch me and feel me and see what's wrong with me. Um, and these are generally, these are definitely people that are in their late seventies, you know, eighties that are having that type of conversation. I would think again, if I'm talking to the people that are in their sixties, early sixties, early mid sixties or so forth, you know, 65, 68, they're probably certainly still open to it because they're again, more accustomed to technology and they kind of understand how it could be used probably. Um, but yeah, but from a statistical standpoint in April, as I remember, uh, might have been May that I saw this stat, but uh, they were already seeing a 400% increase in telehealth use. And it was still relatively right. low, but it was really low before that. Right, right. And it jumped right. up 400%, you know, so it still hadn't hit a massive adoption, but it's another one of those things that's not going anywhere. It's going to get more permanent. Yeah. Tony, one, one thing I've noticed since the start of COVID is I've, I've noticed a lot of life agents wanting to transition into Medicare. Have you seen that trend? Uh, yeah, I've seen a lot. I mean, I've seen a lot of agents from all kinds of industries, but definitely life agents as well. Um, I've seen a lot of PNC agents. I get a lot of PNC agents that come to me and want to expand into Medicare. Not that they necessarily want to go out and light it up. They're just tired of leaving money on the table. Right. right. And they understand, hey, this is another stream of income. I've got a really good PNC business that's running for me. It's pretty self-managed. I got a couple agents that are doing most of the business for me now. So now's the time that I can... Uh, expand a little bit and maybe add Medicare to my portfolio. And, you know, sometimes they only write 10 or 15 or 20 apps a year. You know, they're those guys that bring down that average number of apps Mm -hmm. written by agent during AEP. But, you know, I've seen a ton of agents that gravitate to this market for one reason or another, whether that's a life agent that realizes, especially if they're a final expense agent, is already talking to the same clientele for the most part. You might as well, you know, start beefing up your renewals instead of just living on what you kill. Now, hamster wheel. Right. Yep. 100%. So, 100%. So, Glenn. Christian. I think we need to, um, <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I, think, I think we need to have a conversation about um, what is your game plan for AEP in terms of marketing? Like, do you have any promotions coming out for AEP or anything like that? Well, Unfortunately, it looks like we're going to have to declare bankruptcy after you kept promising tacos to all, all of our <laughs> clients. I just, I can't keep up with the taco costs. Like Christian said, it's a free lead, free taco with every lead you buy. So I'm like in debt, tens of thousands of tacos. So I don't know. I was hoping, you know, I wanted to have this conversation off air, but maybe this is something <laughs> you could help with the costs, you know, help covering or maybe we could actually recruit Tony into just cooking said tacos for all these agents. And then, you can't afford that and when Tony, it's not afford that tony it's, i don't i want to know where where is the meat going like you have enough meat to <laughs> potentially feed half of texas and i'm just like i'm looking at this and i'm like i haven't seen i'm like is he having parties is is it just he eats a lot more than i anticipated is is he gifting me away i i am curious about that i will get back to your question here in just a second christian well, but i do want to well, know that- that last cook that I did, that I did the Facebook live with, yes, um, I had three briskets, uh, four racks of ribs. Um, I think that was it, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> was but, that it? Was that it? I don't think those anymore yeah. than that. Take a second. But, uh, Let's make sure. That's all. Two of those briskets <laughs> I cooked for friends. Okay. And they found out I was cooking there this, that weekend. They're like, hey, you know, can you uh, cook one for me? You know, I'll cover the cost of the meat and an extra, you know extra little bit of money for you when i told them my hourly rate they're like come on man <laughs> just just, just hook me up a little bit they're like yeah, i shouldn't pay you anything because you're already doing it but uh but now so they gave me a little extra just for the fun of it and then some of that was for fourth of july weekend like i took all the ribs and the brisket i had cooked up to a fourth of july party and you know 
everybody we, like we wiped out the ribs no problem and just barely touched the brisket and then other than that i you know i use it for various food items sandwiches tacos yeah i've got a i've got a small piece of brisket in my freezer right now it's only like yay big i'll i'll, I'll try to i'll post a picture once i get it out and i man up but i, I feel like it's hard it's hard to follow your act tony guys if you're not following tony on facebook if you like smoking meats or you want to just see some awesome content, definitely follow Tony. Tony's actually also been sharing some really quality um, news articles as well, specific mm -hmm. to the insurance industry. Um, I would love to crack the code that he has cracked where he's finding all these articles, but they're, they're great. They're very consistent in quality and topical relevance. So definitely guys mm -hmm. check that out. But uh, Christian, to get back to your question, you know, what am I doing for AEP? Mm -hmm. um, you know, one thing where we've been working on, especially since the pandemic hit. So, you know, kind of to give some, I guess, a uh, peek behind the curtain of my business and what's what I've seen going on with agents. You know, it was as that mid-March when things really kind of hit the fan, all the face-to-face -face agents basically disappeared. <laughs> you know, we had... Before the pandemic, our, our business was like half virtual agents, half face-to-face -face agents, right? And so it was like, all of a sudden we lost like half of our business overnight. And it was like, uh oh, and you know, all these people were like, Hey, just put my order on hold, you know? Um, and they were at the time, they were like in May, in May, I'll start up again. Obviously here we are, it's almost August. <laughs> and you know, if anything, it's potentially gotten worse in some areas. So, um, but What's happened since then is more people have gone virtual. You know, it's, it's hard to do. I'll be the first one to tell you as someone who's sold insurance both ways, I've sold policies face-to-face, -face, I've sold policies over the phone. It's not an easy transition. It's so much easier to have a conversation face-to-face -face with someone and sell them and build trust, build rapport. And when you're trying to do this over the phone, it's, it can be hard to do. So there's actually an agency that we work with where I had tried to get them to go virtual for years. I mean, literally probably three years ago when I first started working with this agency um, and they, they could never figure it out. And then they reached out to me within the last month and lo and behold, because they were forced to, you know, now they figured it out. They're completely virtual. They're selling over the phone. They're selling in like 10 different States instead of the one state that they were in. And so I, it's actually, you know, kind of for us, it's spiked our business quite a bit because agents who are selling virtually typically need more leads. You need to talk to more people. So that's been a great thing. Um, but yeah, it's been fascinating to watch all these agents who before, you know, essentially told us, oh, I can't do it or it just doesn't work for me. And, um, you know, they had to burn the boats. You know, there, there wasn't an option. You couldn't sell face to face, you know, or maybe you just didn't want to, or maybe, you know, you're, you're coming up with a lot of prospects who are telling you they don't want to see you face to face. So, you know, I am, I'm very interested to see how AAP is going to play out. If anything, though, I just think the trend's going to continue. I think we're going to see more virtual agents, like we said. There's going to be more selling over the phone, and so we need to hire, you know, a hundred more people. Probably that's what I'm. That's what I'm mm -hmm. hoping for, anyways. So yeah, we'll, well see. I'm I'm kind of anticipating that, um, because I, I mean I don't know what you guys are hearing, but everything I'm hearing says that we're going to have probably, you know, I mean we've had a resurgence already of cases. COVID. Is but it first wave? But here's the other thing I get into with people too, though. Is this the continuation of the first wave or yeah. are we in the second wave? Because I always looked at it like we're in the second wave, quote unquote, but yeah, we, I and I don't know. I mean, it could also, there's a lot of factors, right? Because I think they're doing more testing than they ever were. So that's going to cause the rate, like the confirmed cases to rise. And I, I think there's a lot of variables, but I, I, for one, am kind of expecting that we're going to have an uptick of cases in the fall. I'm kind of expecting that. And hopefully I'm wrong about this, another, but we've already been seeing a huge spike in cases, right? Because of the extra yeah. testing. So you think we're going to see another elevation of cases just from the continued testing or, or and, and, and I don't know if it'll go up a tick from what we are seeing now, but I don't expect it to slow down. You know, okay. I, I don't know how you guys feel about it, but like I'm, I'm kind of into, and even if it does slow down, I think, you know, seniors are going to be on guard in terms sure. of talking to people. And I mean, I think, I think there's going to be a lot of factors like that. I, I've, I've talked to some, some agency owners that are 
you know, basically ordering the plexiglass things for their offices, you know, in preparation of face-to-face appointments. And um, is, Rebecca, is that Rebecca? Is she getting some plexiglass? I think, I think she said that. If she is, she I'd like that. to get a Taco Tuesday like decal for her plexiglass. Rebecca, if you, if you yeah. watch this, let me know. I will, I, I won't buy everyone tacos like Christian's trying to get, <laughs> but I will buy you a Taco Tuesday decal. See, it's it's not the taco cost that's necessarily the problem. It's the shipping costs of the tacos. Yeah. And then having to rebuy them once they open them up and they're bad and moldy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ale. yeah, that would be a problem for sure. But yeah, we don't know though, right? I mean, that's the thing is we can yeah. speculate all day here and, you know, I, I don't know what's going to happen from here. I, I'm anticipating, again, historically, right, looking at other pandemics like the Spanish flu of 1918, not that it's a direct comparison or correlation, but, you know, if, if it follows, you know, viral uh, precedent like we've seen before, I would say, I would think it's going to probably continue at the kind of the expansion we're seeing. I hope I'm wrong, too. I hope it's not. Tony, I feel like Tony has a, a different opinion here, and I would like to hear what Tony thinks. What's Tony, what's coming? Tell me October 2020. What's going on October 2020? Guys that are positioned for telesales during AEP are going to crush it. Yeah. That's my opinion. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I, I, I you know, I'm, and some of that depends on the state that you're in. Like there's other states. I mean, a lot of the agencies that I work with where all their agents are doing field appointments, they're doing just fine. They're not having any problems. They're out there selling and writing business again. Just to, you know, some of it depends on the state that you're in. Like if you're in Texas, you're probably struggling as a field agent right now, especially if you're in some of the bigger cities, because yep. you, you, you're, you're required to wear a mask period, mm-hmm. you know, and the, 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 the spikes that we're seeing in Texas with the, the, based on the the additional testing it's huge you know and then we're seeing that in a few other states too i mean some of the florida cities are seeing major spikes arizona maricopa county in arizona is going through the roof yeah um so i mean i think and even outside of that there's so much other stuff going on away from covid that's that's nuts as well Yeah, but it's it's create more hypersensitivity and more fear in people. So now, I mean, not to get off the rails, but you have fed Taco, have people, Taco Tuesday have people, is about getting off the rails, Tony. This is well, okay, fine. You yeah. have people dressed up like FedEx drivers <laughs> yeah. shooting people at their front door. Yeah. No, that's, you have guys dressed yeah. up like they're from the CDC coming around to do investigations and surveys, and then they're breaking their way into the house. So you have all these other things that are going on just outside of COVID right now. I wouldn't want anybody in my house either. (laughs) The other day I had a, I had had a security salesman, some kid rolled up at my front door and I answered the door with a weapon in my hand, not a gun, (laughs) but I had a nice stick in my hand. And thankfully he was smart. He was already 10, 15 feet away from the door when I opened it. Katana. I was guessing you were no, you're a katana a man. Katana. I'm, not, I'm not a katana man. I'm, I don't, I'm not into kendo. Um, I'm well, all Chinese I, weapons for the most part. I do have some have, nice swords and sabers, but I didn't have any of those with me. I just have a stick by the door. It's a nice big uh, three foot oak stick. So I just grabbed that man and opened the door and looked at him, and he was like, "Hello, sir." <laughs> He's like, do you want some security i was like i have yeah. some i'm all right buddy. <laughs> I, I think tony would be a good shuriken man shuriken <laughs> shuriken throwing stars i think he'd be very accurate again that's a japanese art form i'm in the chinese art form <laughs> of kung fu but yeah but yeah uh, the same FedEx concept. driver. It's funny you mentioned the FedEx driver thing because I'm reading these news news articles yesterday. I'm like, oh, cool. I'm like, now I get to be terrified of the one person that's in my life, my the delivery driver who's that I'm excited package. to look for. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> oh. now I have to wonder. I'm like, is this really something? I'm like, okay, is this a hit, man? Is it is Taco Tuesday getting out? Are the carriers putting hits on on me now? Like, what's going on? You know, I have to. There's this brand new fear, but right. Yeah, to kind of bring care post really pissed somebody off. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, when 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 I saw that post, I was like, (laughs) I I I was like I was like I want to like this a hundred (laughs) times if I can, but I'm like I'm like I'm wondering who's watching, you know? Because that was in Gurus, and I was like, I'm always trying to. I gotta be careful. Well, on on last 
on last week's Taco day. Tuesday, on last week's Taco Tuesday, Glenn was trying to get me into trouble with the Green Company. You got yourself into trouble. <laughs> Don't you dare blame me on that. Although <laughs> I thought it was funny that the other carrier that I was trying to not reference literally got mentioned like a few days later by someone. It's <laughs> it's repetitive. You know, these carriers are repetitive. It's the same carriers that yeah. are doing this over and over. The same oh, problem. Absolutely. If you're having a problem with a carrier, chances are there's a hundred other agents out there that are having the same problem. Hundred percent. Yeah. You're bound to trip into it. Hundred percent. Absolutely. Yeah. But with the amount of agents that we have out there that are working, we're I mean, primarily we're all working with the same big carriers nowadays, right? No. It's you know, it's not like there's that I mean there yeah, there's thirty five different Medicare supplements, but we're primarily all working with the same five or six for the most part, yeah. you know, other than your niche cases that come up, right? Where yeah. you need some of your one-off carriers that'll actually take a diabetic for this reason, or it'll take, you know, they don't use a height weight chart for this reason or whatever it might be. But for the most part, we're all working with the blue chips. Yep. And yeah, yeah if one agent's having a problem with that carrier on one specific issue, you can rest assured there are hundreds of other people having the same problem. You know, yeah. to kind of go back to what you were saying, Tony, like the level of fear is at an all-time high, I think, across the U.S., right? I just think- Fear and hypersensitivity, 100%. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so I, I found it was interesting when you're talking about life insurance agents coming over to the Medicare side of the business, I would think it'd be easier to sell life insurance policy now than it ever has been. I mean, I'm literally seeing people post on Facebook, like, we're, you know, the whole debacle right now is back to school, right? Are the kids going back to school? Are we doing it? Are we not doing it? I mean, it's like everyone's doing something different, but I literally saw a post on Facebook or Instagram yesterday. And it was like, if you're a teacher, update your will and buy life insurance. And I'm just thinking, I'm like, man, I'm like, how are you not crushing selling life? And I know some people are, uh, Jeff Root, shout out. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to you, Jeff. I know your agency is just crushing. Um, and you know, anyone selling virtually like Jeff is probably doing well. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's just the balance though. Maybe the people have, maybe these agents have extra time because they're stuck at home and they're just like, I'm going to start selling Medicare and life insurance. <laughs> I don't know, but yeah. Um, yeah, that's interesting. I, I'm curious to see how the life insurance premiums at the end of the year, because I know um, Limra does a pretty good job tracking like total, total premiums that are being sold. So I'm curious to know like percentage wise, how much higher, or if there is at all, you know, maybe not, maybe there's people, yeah not buying because they're they've lost income right i think it's just the opposite well certainly yeah there may be that group you're right because of the unemployment rates but i would say the other people particularly some of the people that are near or at retirement age and maybe haven't really sorted out all their life life insurance needs Um, a lot of the articles you know if you you'd have to go pretty deep back on my facebook page but some of the articles that i was reading and posting um around april or may were showing uh that life insurance sales were up and not only were life insurance sales up but life insurance sales over the phone were seeing significant increases yeah. and when i looked at it when i stepped stepped back and kind of looked at some of that and i broke this down on the uh that thursday morning podcast i do with ali sala coffee with ali and tony um where if you if you ever look at the Maslow's hierarchy plug. of needs, shameless plug, guys, shameless check it plug. out. There you go. But it's but it's great. It's it great. great. Like I've watched I've watched a couple of episodes you guys well. have done together, and like I mean I I think you guys do a really good job with it. Like I've I've caught myself in the morning listening to it, and like I'll I'll be listening to it like driving to the office, and then like I have to get on the phone, but I don't want to turn Tony and Ollie off. You know. Until well, look, thank you. That's nice to hear. You yeah, need, yeah, yeah you I appreciate need to clip that. that. Yeah, that's a that's a spokesperson right there. No kidding. Put that on a t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but what I was to get back to what I was saying, um, something that I brought up in that show was um, if you look at Maslow's hierarchy of needs, everything that's happening in the world right now, with, primarily in regards to COVID, has knocked us off of those top levels of Maslow's hierarchy of needs. The things that you know, the luxury items, nice wine you know, designer clothes, whatever it is. Watch and it. we're at that very base level, security yep. of life and health. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right. Like and that's now a new question. Everybody's wondering, Oh, am I healthy? Am I, this my life? Is my security right. in order? And that's where agents that are truly empathetic and work hard, probably you might have to make a few more calls now than you used to. Right. But if you can get in the door, you're going to hit a home run. 
because yep. those people have their books open and they're like, look, at, here it all is. You know, and I was talking yep. to agents that were telling me, they're like, man, they had everything opened up. They're like, here's my life insurance, here's my health insurance, here's my annuity stuff, here's my retirement, here's my IRA. Uh, what, what, what do I need to fix? Because it's all in question all of a sudden. And I think, agents that were able to get in the house, they could, you know, they may not sell as many customers, but they're selling each customer more product. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I think, I think one thing that's interesting about it is like, I think, I think, I think this equivalates just to business in general, maybe not just the insurance industry, but I think, it, sure. you know, you can look at the stock market, you can look at, you know, the, 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 the best opportunity to grow your business and to take advantage of the situation is during a crisis right so you know there are so many agents that were probably not seen you know that have probably retreated or there's probably been a ton of agents that were trying to make it as an agent they're in the first couple of years they didn't make it and they're like screw it you know i'm just going to go get a job somewhere and i think the agents that are sticking through it adapting working hard taking advantage of the situation are you know, probably seeing tremendous growth opportunities that they weren't able to see maybe a year ago this time. Yeah, I believe the world moves in opposites in a lot of ways. Pretty much everything that we do has an opposite. You know, I mean, that was a, what is that? One of Einstein's theories for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. Mm -hmm. um, I believe that my life in general moves in that way. So if there's a new challenge, right? A new negative that appears in the world, then there is a new positive that opens up as well. And it's just a matter of you realizing that. So with every challenge, there's a groundswell of opportunity. If somebody can figure out how to tap into it. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, I, a pandemic wasn't even on like my radar before right. COVID, but you know, here we are. And, and now that I think about it, I'm like, I can't imagine better environment for being a life and health agent right now. I mean, it's yeah. literally, like you said, I mean, it's at the top of everyone's mind pretty much daily, you know, whether again, whether it's health related you know, do I need to use my health insurance? If I am using my health insurance, where am I going, et cetera? You know, Medicare for the seniors and life insurance for everybody. I, I think, again, it's just something that's top of mind. And very much so. That just makes it that much easier, you know, to, to, to sell, to get in the door, to talk to them, to have the conversation. I mean, you know, if, if previously, you know, it, it might be hard to, to, broach the subject with someone. Again, someone who's sold hundreds of thousands of dollars of life insurance, I can tell you there's times where people are like, I'm not dying. Like, like I can't imagine now, like if I was talking, it's like, whoa, you're not dying. Like, well, everybody's dying now, it looks like. So, you know, I don't, not to, not to necessarily, again, it's not about um, over leveraging the, the current situation or being um, sadistic or, you know, I don't know what the right- It's gotta word. be real. Yeah, I mean, You exactly. have to be real and, and objective. You can't be naive about the situation, yep. you know, and certainly there have been agents that play. It's unfortunate and it's unprofessional that play up uh, certain events like this into fear, you know, in all kinds of ways. Like there, you know, there was, I don't know if you saw it and I don't, I'm not going to name the agent by any means, but you know, there was an agent that, that used an image of oh, yeah. Kobe and Bryant's that, situation yep. to promote life insurance. Yep. You know, Ooh. and that, you know, that stuff like that's unethical. I missed that one. That was in uh, 20, for, for people watching this, that was still 2020, by the way. I know it seems yeah, like. Yeah, that was recent. Yeah, that seems like uh, eight years ago that Kobe yeah, but Bryant it was, That was just recent. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I remember, I remember no. where I was, what I was doing, you know, yeah. when I saw it on the TV. I mean, I, I think, um, I think it makes it real for people, especially for life insurance, you know, like it makes it very real for people. I think people kind of go throughout their lives. I mean, I know I do. You know, thinking, oh, I'm invincible. Nothing's going to happen to me today. You know, I mean, I do practice Tai Chi. So, you know, I am kind of immortal, I think. <laughs> We're have to do some wicked virtual Tai Chi sessions, Tony. Training, oh, bring Tai Chi training with Tony. Yeah, but we'll do that on the next virtual cocktail party. Tai oh. Chi at the beginning. <laughs> Afterward. That would be interesting. No, Tai Chi at the so, end. Let everybody get liquored up a little bit. <laughs> yeah. be a little looser to move around. There you go. <laughs> so I think, I think one thing, you know, if I look at it, like one thing that's been a positive of the, of the whole situation and everything like that is I think those cocktail meetings, because I think a lot of agents having that community to kind of, you know, plug into every week for the, for, for about three, four weeks when we were doing it there, 
I mean, I, I would get DMs from people and they'd be like, you know, thank you for doing that because, yeah. you know, I, I work by myself in my house. Um, I don't have anyone in my business with me and it, you know, and it's kind of soul crushing sometimes. And it's just so nice to be able to just spend time with like people that are, know my struggle. Same issues. Exactly. Yeah. And some of so them I, have answers to those issues. It's like the opposite of an AA meeting. <laughs> <laughs> my name's Tony and I'm an insurance agent. <laughs> yeah. Hi. Uh, Hi, my Tony. <laughs> Hi, my name is Glenn. I'm an insurance agent and an alcoholic. <laughs> and I'm and I'm here well, to do the two things that I do yeah. best. Yeah. Take shots and talk insurance. Yeah. Guys, welcome to Cocktail Tuesday. Party. Yes, the, yes, hundred percent. But yeah, hey, let's put another cocktail party on the schedule, man. Let's get that on the calendar sure. and get some more people coming. I'm totally down. I'm totally uh, down. Mean, we'll set it up. Yeah, Austin's just too weird to go out. I'm not going out. You know, I try not to go out as much as possible. You know, I, I run as few errands as I can. Basically, just go to the grocery store, the gun store, and you know, the the butcher, and that's about it. You're the most Texan Texan that I've ever met, Tony. And that wasn't a miss. I did not misspeak there. He is. No, no worries. He bleeds Texas and I love it. So, um, Tony, do, what, what, are you, what is your anticipation for some of the conferences that have been rescheduled, like the Gurus Conference 8%? Do you think there will be uh, a, a good percentage of people that were originally going that are still going to go, or do you think it'll be less people than maybe normal? I, as a matter of fact, I think, uh, I think that the, the monster, the, the Medicare mastermind conference that's now been yeah. moved to February. I think that one will be packed. Yeah. I think that, well, he's already basically sold out. So if, if everybody just hangs on to their ticket, I think he'll keep that one full. And in his, I think he even said the new, He's still in the Who Hotel, but I think he got a new room, ballroom in the Who Hotel for it, if I remember right, that got him an extra 20-something seats. I don't think he'll have a problem filling up. I think which, he'll sell which his Which conference out. is this? The Medicare Masterminds that Justin Brock's doing? Yeah, Justin's Justin's mm. conference. A whole bunch of other agents, the notable, gotcha. successful leaders. Cody, Galen, you know, we know them all. Um, I think that he'll do fine, because that's after AEP. It's, you know, right in the middle of OEP, but I don't think that's going to be an issue for most agents. I think they'll be fine taking a weekend off and cruising out and hanging out. I think that one will do fine. Uh, September, 8% nation. Probably going to see a, I would assume he'll probably see some dips in attendance. And I, I hope I'm wrong for Cody's sake. I'm, I'm going to be there regardless. I've made a commitment. I'm not going to miss it for the world. Um, but it wouldn't surprise me because it's so close to AEP. It's right there before October 1st. We know one of the last weekends of yeah. September. Um, so that one could be tough and he may see some people, you know, refunding their tickets. I would suspect. So at first, when I heard the news and I saw the days that they were actually rescheduling it to, at first I wasn't going to go, I kind of put it out there. I was like, I'm not going, I'm like, I'm done. You know, I'm like, I'm like, I'm just going to try next Cancel year. 2020. And then, and then, the whole year. and then when I put that up, I, you know, every, like, several people that run other Facebook groups that I'm not going to mention started coming at me and they're like, they're like, come on, man. They're like, they're like, I thought you're supposed to be a six figure Medicare agent. You can still go and blah, 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 blah. So I was like, and so I, I, I ended up going, I'm, I'm still going to, I'm still planning on attending. I re- Good. We were, we're scheduling. I look forward to seeing you there. Yeah, me too. Me too. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Like we had an Airbnb, like right across the street from um from the venue and we did it we we, we went we got there we, we worked our rooms there instead of the hotel because it was slightly cheaper and that came back and bit me in the butt because we couldn't get a refund on it but we could reschedule oh, oh okay so nice. no problem there but so that's why you're that's, going yeah the truth comes no, out no. that's not that's that well <laughs> no. but no I'm, I'm still planning on attending and i'm looking forward to it it just you know just got to prioritize the rest of the month. Make sure we've got all our ducks in a row for October yeah. 1st. Naturally. Yep. I would say that networking, I mean, events like this 
you know, and the Medicare guru mastermind, which if you guys had said Medicare guru mastermind, I would have known what you were talking about, but Medicare mastermind, I wasn't sure. I'm like, who's it? Who is this? Which event is this? But um, yeah, I would, I would love to go to 8% nation. Um, unfortunately, my third child is due, like, not unfortunate. I'm actually fortunate, but uh, unfortunate timing um, that my third child here is due within the next month. So I'm going to be hunkered down probably for the rest of the year. Um, taking care of baby. So I wish you guys best of luck. I'm excited to we wish you the distance. best of luck as well. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. We'll, we'll see how it goes. We'll see how third it goes. child, third child. Yes. Third child, third time's a charm. I had once heard What's that wrong with the a, first two. <laughs> I had once heard that uh, having a third child was a lot like you're drowning and then someone <laughs> hands you a baby. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Well, again, you're, you're getting to the point where you're outnumbered, right? Like, right. You know, it's me and my wife. We've got two kids. We can easily each take one, but now we're outnumbered, you know? So yeah, it's, it is probably, uh, I'll let you know. I'll, I'll, we'll have a taco Tuesday follow-up post baby. I'll be like, Tony, you were right. Someone <laughs> handed me an infant and I was drowning. <laughs> so I, I, Glenn, I, we talked on the phone last week about the baby thing and after I got off the phone with you, you know, I, my wife called and I was like, I was like, hey, I was just talking to my friend and he's, you know, he's ha- him and his wife are going to be having their third baby. And I told her, I'm like, can you imagine having three violets, which is our daughter's name? <laughs> yeah. And she, 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 she just went silent on the phone. She's like, no, I can't imagine <laughs> having three all at once. <laughs> mm, yeah. Well, I mean, it's different again, because, you know, your kids get staggered in age. So it's like, there's, yeah there's things that are difficult depending on their age category. So, you know, maybe three violets wouldn't be a correct way of looking at it, but yes, it, sure. can, be, it can be difficult. It was the, it was the best way for me to put it in her head. Be like, yeah. can you imagine just pick, take just yourself clone her. Just, yeah. Three, three violets. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Well, to bring it back to kind of the insurance world, um, what is something, Christian, that you're thinking is important on the carrier side of the business for the rest of 2020? Um, did you get all your AHIPs done? So I've done every single cert um, except for there's one local carrier here that I have not done yet. And then I don't think I've done the the Mutual of Omaha RX yet certification. I don't think that's out yet, but I think oh, I've done every piece of cake too. Oh, it's out? Oh, yeah. Okay, I need to Tony's just schooling this Tony, whole taco know, Tuesday. It's just Tony me. Merwin schooling <laughs> yeah. you, and I love. I didn't it. even know. I didn't even know it was out. Like, so that, I have to yeah. do that one, and then there's a local carrier here in Utah that doesn't come out until August, first week of August, that I need to do there, sir. But other than that, everybody else is done. Um, I think, in terms of of carriers, I just think. It's going to be interesting to kind of see how they do their rollout meetings. I mean, I'm sure they'll do them all virtually. They'll probably just do webinars and things like that in the local markets. So kind of anticipating that. Um, usually Aetna, Aetna, Humana, and a couple others come to our office and do a meeting here in Utah for all of our you know, Utah agents. I'm not expecting that this year, um, Actually. which is a bummer because then we don't get free lunches and all that other fun stuff. But no merch. Um, what are you going to do with less merch? Hopefully they ship it to you. I don't know. Like people will come into my office and it seems like every time a client walks into my office, they walk out with some kind of carrier merch. I'm like, I kind of need that. I'm like, I now have to go get more, you know, so who have to make it through AEP with the merch we have, I guess. But get all the, Tony, did you get all the hips done? Yeah, I was, uh, I got them pretty much all done that first week of July. I just went and knocked it all out. As soon as, or as soon as AHIP came out, I was done with it by Saturday. I think Good. I just sat on Saturday and knocked out AHIP real fast and then turned around and just knocked all my carriers out in a week. How, how many agents do you think are failing? Because you get what, three, six? Is it three. six tries? Supposedly you get six on the AHIP now, but there's still carriers that only accept it at three. Yeah, at three. So that's what I'm, how many agents do you think fail and they just miss out on that carrier for 2020? I mean, do you think it's, what, what do it you, happens, you guess? It, it, it doesn't happen a lot, but I would say I, I personally, I can say I probably talk to two or three agents every year that fail and it's usually new agents and right. it's usually new agents that aren't paying attention to detail. 
And I had a post about this on Facebook and it's, it's one of my pet peeves and I'm not going to get too deep into it, but this is a detail oriented business. I mean, yep. if you, especially when you, if you dial it back to the very baseline of our business, our, our primary, uh, uh, primary duty is filling out paperwork. Yeah. Right. Yep. Now we do it more electronically or we just talk about it, but that's, uh, that's primarily what we do is a yep. task because we're just filling out paperwork. And if you can't be detailed enough to fill out paperwork properly, you're going to struggle in this business and you have to take time and read the instructions and you have to take time to read the email the carrier sent you because it has instructions in it. And when you glide by those instructions, yeah, you're going to make mistakes. And those mistakes can sometimes cost you your fourth attempt on AHIP that now you can't contract with Humana for your 2020 and they're the hottest product in your area. Those instructions that you miss can result in you not having the non-resident license you thought you had active in a certain state. And now right. you have an agent producing there and you're not getting paid overrides on it. I mean, there's, Ugh. I see agents make these mistakes that cost wow. them hundreds of thousands of dollars in their business. You know, it's funny. I, that probably like, I can't think of a better way to keep someone from coming into the industry than saying, Hey, this is literally just filling out paperwork. But no, you're totally, I mean, that was something that I don't think I quite grasped when I first got into the industry is like, you know, if you, if you do it wrong, it can cost you the entire sale or it can mess up the policy or the underwriter, you know, doesn't know what's going on. So yeah, you're absolutely right. You're, you're really managing that application, which is paperwork, whether it's virtual or physical paper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it so, really is that simple. So Tony, I mean, I tell, tell me if you've had the same experience. I'd say I have more agents that won't even, that will, you know, that will basically get as far as starting to fill out contracts with some Medicare Advantage carriers and they'll psych themselves out on AHIP because they hear so much horror stories about it from other people and they won't even, they won't even give it a shot. I think I see way more agents that fall into that category than the agents that actually put the money down, pay for it and then fail three times. Would you say that's accurate? Uh, it certainly could be. I don't, that's not the scope of the agents that I see in the business or that I work with. So that's going to be skewed for me um, because I primarily work with agents that are already experienced at being an agent and they're just new to Medicare. Right. You know, I, I'm, I'm generally sense. not working with neophytes so much. Occasionally I do, you know, and that's usually a per, but it's still a, usually a person that is experienced enough in business or at least thinks they are um, and decides that they can tackle being an insurance agent in the Medicare mm -hmm. space on their own. Um, so, I mean, like I have PNC agents that, like I've said, said earlier, and they come brand new me to Medicare. I see those guys fail. And it's usually because they're not actually, because they're not taking it serious, right? A lot of agents come from other sides of the, the industry, the insurance industry, and they think that Medicare is just some cakewalk that they're just going to run into and get my Medicare contracts and start ripping it. Uh, Buckle up, Buttercup. There's AHIP. There's carrier certifications. You're looking at four to six weeks of ramp up time before you're even ready to start dropping leads and sailing. Yep. So, I mean, you yep. know, I see so many agents that think that because they've been crushing it in one specific space, that they're just going to roll into this and it's no big deal. Yep. And they go, and these are the agents I'm pointing at because they gloss over all of the details. Yep. And then they call me up four weeks later and like, hey, what's going on? I'm like, well, Apparently, you know, I want, I know what I want to tell them and I don't because I'm nice, but I'm like, well, you know, it, it's not as easy as you might think it is. There are some details. I highlighted them in this email over here to you and I tried to point them out to you on the phone, but you just, you didn't refuse to pay attention. It's probably a good natural filter though, right? To keep a lot of people out of this industry or, or, you know, unfortunately, makes the, you know, yeah. and I try to think that I'm super transparent when I talk to people that are new to Medicare, agents that are new to Medicare. I'm like, look, you know, this is, these are all the steps you're going to have to go through to get yourself up and running. Yep. Just to get your contracts up and running and ready to go. These are the things you're going to have to knock out. These are the expenses you're going to incur. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. Well, you know? Tony, I appreciate you coming out. We're coming up on the hour mark. You guys, I would like to go over some final thoughts, Christian, any final thoughts on today's taco Tuesday that you want to share? I mean, the, my, my, my personal final thoughts would be, um, going to be a very unusual, unusual AP, <laughs> but, um, weird. It, I I'd say, you know, if 
my, my final thoughts would be if, if you have to do tacos, do them Tony style. Um, <laughs> don't just go through a drive through do as I yeah. say, I do. Okay. Um, no, but in, in all seriousness, guys, I think, um, I think that's a great point that Tony just made, you know, like if you're coming into this business and maybe you're just brand new to the Medicare business, you gotta, you gotta get, it's probably going to be about a month of turnaround time, if not, maybe a little bit more to get everything up and rolling for you to get through your, your contracts to get processed for your sort of, you get through a hip certifications. It might even take you a little longer, who knows, but um, it's not for the faint of heart in terms of following the steps. And so that's, I, 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 I like what you said there, Tony, and I agree with you. Yeah. Well, and, and you know, and I'm not experienced in other uh, insurance markets. I'm always been a life and health guy and I've primarily been a Medicare guy. So I can't say that other uh, sides of this business aren't as detail oriented as this one is, but I mean, come on, this well, one is as granular as you can get. I mean, it's a government program we're dealing with. So right. you already got so much compliance and regulation just on original Medicare itself that we all have to wrap our head around, not to mention the numerous uh, slew of products that we have to deal with. So, I mean, it's, I, I was, it's an intense my, my... market, but the opportunity is huge. One thing I wanted to just throw in there as my final, final thought, um, and it, this was interesting. I, w- I went with an agent um, here in Utah on a home appointment to kind of observe him because he wanted me to and just to kind of see how he would do and just to see if he missed anything um, a couple of weeks ago. And, you know, we were talking to the person about the scope of appointment and he was explaining, you know, the scope of appointment before we could kind of go over some details of some things and, you know, I, 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 and I sell this to clients and prospects all the time. I'll be like, I'll be like, it's, it, it's incredibly government regulated. It's government insurance. So obviously there's going to be a lot of government hoops to jump through. You can buy a car in this country. You can buy a house in this country. You can pretty much buy anything in this country without anything close to what a, a scope of appointment, but yeah. to buy a Medicare Advantage plan, you need a freaking scope of appointment ahead of time. It's just, it's crazy when you think about it. Yeah, no, it is, you know. Uh, agreed. And I have a lot of agents that are new and they don't understand it and they don't know how to frame it. And then they immediately just think of it as a big negative, but you have to learn to frame that for your client as a positive, you know, that, Hey, this is mm-hmm. just one of the steps. And this is actually designed to help you, Mr. Jones, yep. because this al- authorizes me to tell you about the products you want to hear about. And none of the ones that I just want to talk to you about that you don't want to hear about. Yep. Yeah. It's for your protection. Right. Yeah, it's I mean, framed that way. It's not a big a negative. It's not a big negative, and clients will be fine with it. I mean, coming from the life insurance side of, of the business, it's definitely like night or day when you're looking at just like the de- the, the sort of details with the difference and, and plans and you know prescription drugs and well, this has prescription drugs built into it, and then you get dental coverage and some of this stuff you do have to be certified for, and some of it you don't, and compared to life insurance where, I mean, you basically just need to run a quoter, you know, it's like, okay, bang, like you, okay, can you pay this much for this much coverage? Cool. So yeah, I mean, I I would say, you know, final thoughts would be, I definitely agree with that. And just be prepared, you guys be prepared for, um, you know, taking time to whether it's passing the AHIP, or you're looking at, you know, marketing strategies for AEP, or, you know, potentially having to do more business virtual this year. I mean, what, whatever it is, I think the more prepared you can be, which is kind of in line with what Tony's saying about attention to detail. I think the the closer you look at those details, you dot your I's, you cross your T's and you're prepared, the better your business is going to go for you, the better you should be with, you know, issuing policies and hopefully the, the more money you'll make and the more consistent you'll be, despite all the insanity that 2020 has been and most likely will only continue to be. Um, through what I like to call the season finale, which is coming up here, November. I like that season finale. (laughs) Now, is that season, are you season finale of Taco Tuesday? (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) It could be the season finale of, of life as we know it. I don't know. We'll have to see. Or the way things are going, that wouldn't necessarily shock me either. Yeah. When that baby comes, who knows? Yeah. Well, that that could be my season. Yeah. I I might have to do it solo, on style, you know? I'm sitting here by myself, stuffing my face and trying to talk at the same time. (laughs) Or so, anyway, it's Taco Tuesday. Just monologuing, jamming tacos. (laughs) I love it. I love it. That's hilarious. Any final thoughts, Glenn? 
No, I mean, I think that's really it. I'm, I'm loving the new format. I love having a guest on Tony. It was awesome being able to chat with you. I look forward to the next cocktail party and I definitely want to be on there. Definitely. Um, that's one of the things I think that definitely came away from this is just the value of those. And, and I want yeah. to do more. Um, but yeah, so I'd say keep an eye out, you guys. Taco Tuesday. It's happening every Tuesday. I like you. You like this time slot, Christian? Does this work for you? I, I think it's perfect for me. I don't know about for you because you're an hour behind, but it's for me, it's absolutely perfect. Yeah, no, this works. I mean, there's many last second taco runs that you have to deal with. But other than that, this is this is a great time slot. So sweet. Awesome. Well, I certainly enjoyed it. Thank you all for having me on. Hey, no problem. Thank you, Tony. And until next Tuesday, you guys stay safe. Happy selling. Thanks for being on, Tony. Yeah. Enjoy your tacos.